All right. <laughs> Forgive me for laughing, everybody. I just imitated lead singer of the Zack Attack, Zach Morris, singing Friends Forever. And it just, it was just terrible. <laughs> Speaking of which, what's going on, everybody? It's Nairby from SerialAndGrapeJuice.com, at IamNairby on Twitter and Instagram. Nairbydo on Twitch. Follow me there. That's N-A-I-R-B-Y-D-O, because there's nothing more exciting in life than watching someone else play video games and seriously that's that anyway it's time for another episode of Bayside buddy this is episode 28 today oh my god so much 90s cringe coming up here <laughs> now don't get me wrong I am a Gen Xer I am a teen of the 90s there was a lot of good stuff in the 90s and there was a lot of bad stuff a lot of which you're gonna see here we'll hear about here So we're going to be taking a look at Season 3 of Saved by the Bells, Episodes 21 and 22, starting with 21, No Hope with Dope, air date November 30th, 1991. And we start in the halls of Bayside, and there's there's a lot of, there's multiple signs posted on on the hall walls, including one for a tennis match against Central, not against Valley, against Central, so... That's a first. So anyway, Zach arrives and he tells us that he's bummed out because they're at a period in the year where there's no vacation days for school in the near future. Lisa comes running in and she's freaking out about a limo that has arrived at the school. And it's for Johnny Dakota, who arrives. Uh, okay, we'll just hear he, he, he roved <laughs> and he greets Lisa, who faints. Johnny Dakota asks Zach where the principal's office is, and Zach takes him, but not before they uh, bump into Screech, and Johnny Dakota introduces himself to Screech, and Screech doesn't believe that he's the real Johnny Dakota. <laughs> anyway, we then go to Belding's office, and Belding is in the middle of doing that. I don't even know what that thing was called. It's a classic toy. You got the little wooden paddle, and attached to it is a is a elasticy string with a rubber ball. I forget the actual name of that, but Belding's doing that, and he's looking friggin'... <laughs> he's looking awesome doing it. But anyway, he's playing with the ball paddle on a string thing as uh, Zach and Johnny Dakota arrive. And this is our principal, Mr. Belding. Yes, may I help you? Mr. Belding, I want you to meet a close friend of mine, Johnny Dakota. Johnny Dick. Dick, Johnny. <laughs> Guys, let's rap. Johnny Dakota, what brings a big movie star like you to Bayside? Actually, we're looking for a high school to tape an anti-drug commercial for NBC television. Hey. Wow, NBC? Yeah, and we'd like to use some of the students in it. Oh, this is my director, Dean Yablonski. Yo. <laughs> well, it's certainly an honor that you've selected Bayside. <laughs> um, well, actually, Bayside was just the first school we saw when we got off the freeway. <laughs> Close. Just one of the many advantages here at Bayside, right, Dick? Good point, Zach. Uh, well, we still got to look at a few other schools after we leave here. <clears throat> Wait a moment. I can't let Johnny leave. He's a big star. Where there's a big star, there's lots of beautiful girls. I got to act fast. My God, the hair. The, just, just the hair alone on that Johnny Dakota guy. So 90s. I mean, the clothes... Oh, man. <laughs> anyway, we then go to later where Belding has finished taking Johnny Dakota on a tour of the school. And he asks Johnny if he's decided to film the, his anti-drug PSA at Bayside. And Johnny says that he isn't totally sure yet. Then Zach pops in to lend some... To, to, to loan some cringe-as-hell encouragement. So, Johnny, shall I tell the students you're going to shoot the commercial here at Bayside? I still haven't decided, Mr. Belding. Oh, yeah? Then let us help you. Come on, guys. Hey, Bayside, tell them who you are. (laughs) Here we go. We're Bayside students and we're no fools. We don't use drugs. This is just not cool. So, if you get the offer, make sure you refuse. When it comes to drugs, just don't use. Oh my god. 90s safe rap. I call it I, what you just heard there. I call it safe rap. S A F E. Safe rap. 
Because in the 80s, you had Run DMC and uh, um, oh, Two Live Crew. And then people tried to clean everything up in the early 90s and out came Safe Rap. And then Nirvana came along a few years later and finally turned everything upside down. And we got the eventually the M&Ms of the world. But oh my god, Safe Rap. Terrible. So anyway, but, but things are just going to be getting worse as far as the cringe meter next episode. Trust me. Anyway, Johnny liked what he saw and heard because suspension of disbelief. <laughs> and Jesse offers to take him on a quick tour as the student as the student president and of things that he may have missed during the belding tour. So they leave. Kelly then arrives and she's all freaking out that Johnny Dakota is in the school. But she doesn't know if she can maintain herself around him. And Lisa tells her that, you know, just talk to him, girl. I almost did. <laughs> Which was a good little line there. Anyway, jo- Johnny Johnny Dakota and his hair return with Jesse. And Johnny and his hair, they're still not sure about whether or not they're going to film this anti-drug PSA at Bayside. Zach then introduces Johnny Dakota and his hair to Kelly... And Johnny Dakota and his 90s hair are instantly infatuated with her. And thus he officially decides to film at Bayside. And we then go to the the shoot being set up in a classroom. And Kelly is excited at the thought of students from Bayside being in the project. Johnny tells her that as far as he's concerned, she already has a part. He flirts with her a little and asks her how many boyfriends she has. And she says that she's got none. Something that was hard to believe... As a teenage guy, but when you think about it, if all the guys assume that a girl is involved simply because she's just good looking and whatnot, and thus none of them make a move, there's a good chance that nobody has made a move and therefore Kelly's single. So, yeah, I mean, as a guy, I can vouch that, yeah, man, a lot of us guys will will, will assume or just assume that the good looking women are taken, but... If every guy assumes that, then odds are there's a good chance that that they're single. Yep. I mean, that's probably the reason that I'm single. You know, all, all the all of the ladies just assume because of my overwhelming sex appeal that I've got a line around the corner waiting for a shot. Yeah, well, anyway, Johnny says that he also isn't involved. And the girls in the live studio audience go, Woo! <laughs> We then head out to the halls where Zack and Screech are selling Johnny Dakota souvenirs consisting of items that he's touched, like a doorknob and a pair of sunglasses that he wore. Lisa wants the sunglasses, but she doesn't have the money, and Zack tells her that that's just unfortunate until Lisa chokes him, and Zack gives gives Lisa the glasses for free. Belding then arrives, and he stops the business and tells Zack to go to his office now until Johnny and his hair arrive. And they tell Belding that he gave that uh, they gave Belding or Zach permission to sell the stuff as long as the money goes to the Teen Drug Foundation. Shouldn't that be Teen Anti Drug? Well, Johnny Dakota, maybe not. <laughs> anyway, Belding then approves the business and leaves. Johnny and his hair then tell Zach that they remind him of a lot of, of himself when he was younger. And he gives Zach the his jacket to sell, and Zach says, "Screw it, he's just gonna keep it for himself." This uh, cool little 90s bomber jacket is what I believe from what I remember what that's what those things were called. Which Zach ends up wearing for pretty much the rest of the episode. Anyway, we then go to the boys' washroom where we see a big metal dude finishing up in the washing his hands and whatnot, and he leaves as Zach, Slater, and Screech arrive. Zach puts Johnny Dakota over, but Slater doesn't see the big deal, so Slater's basically acting like like I act when People fawn all over Slater. Uh, they then smell something weird and discover a roach on the floor. Or for you unknowing people, a roach is a marijuana cigarette butt. So anyway, they find it on the floor and they start to panic as they believe Johnny Dakota will cancel the shoot at Bayside if he finds out that someone is smoking weed. Johnny then suddenly arrives He sees them holding the roach and he asks them what's going on and we get a commercial. After the break, Zack and Slater tell Johnny that the roach is not theirs and he believes them. He then asks them if they want to be in the drug PSA and they they accept. Johnny then takes the roach and he flushes it 
Then he leaves as Zack and Slater put over. What a great guy Johnny and his 90s hair are. And we then go to a discussion in a classroom where, with uh, Johnny and some of the Bayside students. Guys, I'd like to hear what you think about drugs. Screech, you go first. Oh, I hate drugs. But my doctor says I gotta keep taking them if I want to get rid of my post-nasal drip. Screech, he's talking about illegal drugs like pot, cocaine. Oh, I don't know anything about those. One Twinkie, and I'm out of control. <laughs> See, that's an honest answer. Dumb, but honest. You wanna know about dumb? My brother used drugs to get high and drive to the beach. Now I have to drive him. He's in a wheelchair. You know, that kind of thing happens a lot. Hey, remember Len Bias, the basketball star? Had everything, including cocaine. But one night he had too much and his heart stopped. It's a shame, too. He could have been great. That's right. Same thing happened to John Belushi. Drugs wreck a lot of lives. I just don't get it. I don't know why people do it. I had a problem with drugs that were legal. I got hooked on caffeine pills so I could stay up and study. Not only did I hurt myself, I hurt my friends. This is really good stuff. I'm gonna go find Dean so we can put it down on tape. Hey, yo, Dean! Hey, Blaze, let's roll. The Leather Shack has a special on dog collars, and, well, I want to get one for my mother. Keep your chains on, Scud. I'm working on something here. Oh, oh. Hey, I'll be in the bathroom giving some nerd a mohawk. Hey, <laughs> guys, wasn't Scud leaving the bathroom when we found that joint? Hey, that's right. I think we found our pothead. I like that they brought up Jesse's caffeine pill addiction story here. It was a uh, great, to, you know, show some continuity, show some, show that you know they don't totally forget the specifics of the past. And it was also kind of funny that in all the quick stories that these students talked about, none of them mentioned that weed messed up any lives that they discussed. Like Slater talked about the uh, the sports guy and whatnot. So, uh, you know, I'm just saying, you know, <coughs> weed is totally legal, legal in Canada now. <laughs> Anyway, we then head back to the to the boys' washroom, where where Scud or Scott, the the big oaf from earlier, is checking his teeth in the mirror while smoking on something. Screech quickly pushes Scott up against the wall. That's right, Screech did that. <laughs> Slater takes the smoke item, uh, I guess you can call it, from Scott and sees that it's just a cigarette. And they ask Scott about the pot that they smelled in the bathroom earlier. And Scott says that he doesn't know anything about any pot. He says that he's not that stupid. (laughs) Slater tells Scott that cigarettes can kill you too. And puts it out on the floor. That's right. Slater said weed can also kill you. (laughs) Oh, the 90s, man. People believed that. Just saying. All right. I'm just saying. Okay. Yes, I have partaken in the legal Canadian cannabis. I have. just Not not in over a year now, which is good because I had developed a smoker's cough. And then I quit the legal Canadian cannabis just in time because then all of a sudden came the COVID-19. And you, you don't want to be coughing all over the place like I was with a smoker's cough with, with the friggin' with the Rona. Because bloody hell. Anyway, they believe... Uh, uh, Scott, when he says that he knows nothing about the weed, and they let him leave. We then go to the Max, where Kelly is hanging out with Johnny Dakota and his hair, and she tells Johnny that the last that last week she had a crush crush on him. No, actually, she said she said that last week she had a crush on a movie star. And Johnny interrupts and says, "You had a crush on me?" And Kelly replies, "No, Tom Cruise." And then Johnny and his hair get this little sad little pansy face, puts his face down as if his life is ruined, and then Kelly just tells him, no, just kidding, you silly, you and your hair. Oh, what a loser. <sighs> anyway, uh, she says she had a crush on him, and now she's having sodas at the max with him, and she's just blown away. Lisa and Jesse then arrive, and Lisa wants to interview Johnny for the school newspaper, but she's too flustered, so she gets Jesse to ask the questions instead, which include, will you marry me? Johnny says maybe, but only if Kelly turns him down. And the girls in the live studio audience go, woo! <laughs> Meanwhile, Zach, Screech, and Slater arrive, and Zach has a picture of Johnny that Belding wants signed. Johnny then invites all of them to his house for a party later that night, and they accept it. 
And we then go to the Johnny party in progress. And Slater is... <laughs> Slater... This is probably the funniest I've ever seen Slater in this episode. Slater is trying to get the attention of some uh, women at this party. And they're all totally ignoring his ass as he's smiling with his dimples just shining. And he's doing his little friggin' that little thing where where it's like you're 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 like a chicken or a rooster and you're popping your your head back and forth with your neck. That that thing, he's doing that while smiling and they're totally ignoring him. Thus, he's looking like a total moron. <laughs> Screech is also there, and he's decked out in a big trench coat and a cowboy hat. While Zack is marveling over all the lovely young ladies at the party. And he marvels at the life that Johnny lives. Two groupies then show up to greet Johnny, and he introduces them to Kelly. He then introduces them to Zack. And introduces Zack as his new co-star. And Zack walks off arm in arm with the ladies over to Slater. And Slater wants Zack to introduce him to the two ladies. And Zack introduces Slater as his driver. <laughs> and one of the one of the women says, shouldn't he be at the car? And Zack says, yes. And basically tells Slater to piss off. <laughs> Zack and the girls leave. <laughs> oh, Slater got his ass handed to him this episode. <laughs> Lisa and Jesse appear. And they're freaking out over who they just danced with. Lisa just danced with Storm Sutherland. <laughs> and while Jesse just danced with Luke Diamond. <sighs> Slater then goes up to Screech and asks him why he's dressed the way he is. Remember, Screech is wearing this way too big trench coat and a cowboy hat. And Screech says that Johnny Dakota let him borrow some of his clothes so he can... Dry his clothes off after he apparently haven't had an accident with the avocado dip. Then we see another groupie. And she starts walking towards Slater and Screech. And she says, hi. Slater says hello back. Does his classic little, well, not little. He went over the top with his little Slater strut here. And once again does his smile with the head motion peck chicken thing. And he looks like a total jackass as the woman walks totally past him. <laughs> she's just, because she's interested in Screech. <laughs> Slater is just listening in, still with a big smile, still doing the little head thing. And he tries to get the attention of, of the lady in Screech by clearing his throat. So he goes, mm-hmm. Screech hears this and he suggests to the woman that they move elsewhere so they don't catch Slater's cold. <laughs> oh, I love it. So anyway, Screech then Screech, Screech told this woman that he's Johnny Dakota's stunt double, and he offers to demonstrate to the woman a a stunt move, and he ends up hurting his back as a result. Zack and Slater pick him up and say that they need to take Screech home. Johnny says that they can't leave. And Zack tells uh well, he tells Kelly that, you know, Kelly can just stay. They're just going to take Screech home, and Zach says he'll be back afterwards. Lisa and Jelly all... Jelly. Lisa and Jesse also decide that they're going to leave. And so after they all leave with Screech, and Kelly is left there, Kelly and Johnny sit on a couch, and they do, they do a little kiss as the girls in the live studio audience go, Woo! And then a party guest appears, and he offers Johnny a hit of a joint. And Johnny accepts. He takes a hit as Kelly watches on in shock. Johnny offers Kelly a hit of the joint. And she just looks blank as we go to commercial. And after the break, Kelly is still being offered a hit from the joint. And it's like everyone else at this party is just huddled around watching. Like, like a really bad after school special. Like Kelly's being pressured. You know, those classic... 80s after-school drug specials. Come on, don't you want to be cool? <laughs> well, anyway, Zach returns and Johnny offers him a hit of the Wii of the joint. And Zach is shocked to find Johnny hitting the ganja. Johnny tells Zach that everybody smokes pot. And Zach says that he doesn't. Kelly says that she doesn't either. And she and Zach both leave. We then head back to Bayside where the shoot for the anti-drug PSA is almost ready to begin. Hey, Zach, man. Today's the big day. Did you brush your teeth for those close-ups? Uh, Johnny, we gotta talk. 
Uh, we'll talk later. There's no time. We got a spot to oh, shoot. Johnny, shooting this commercial just doesn't seem right after what happened last night. Yeah, it was a great party, wasn't it? Come on, Johnny, you know what I mean. Come on, give me a break. It was just a little pot. How can you smoke pot last night and tell these kids not to do it today? Look, what I do at home is my business. Come on, buddy, lighten up. And I thought you were real cool. And a million other kids still do, but you know what? We were wrong. What do you want from me? Don't do this commercial. Forget it, friend. No. Not your friend. All right, guys, let's go. Let's make some Bayside history. Hey, Dean, here's your star. So did you talk to Johnny? Yeah, but he wouldn't listen to me. Okay, hold the talk. Places, people, we got a spot to shoot. Come on, Zach. You're over here beside me. Sorry. Can't do this. Me neither. I'm with them. You know, when I wanted to talk to you, I couldn't. Now that I can, I don't want to. Ditto for me, bub. Tonight, all my Johnny Dakota action figures become lawn mulch. <laughs> Hey, 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 what is going on here? Let them go. We'll just give the lines to Kelly. Goodbye, Johnny. Fine. I don't need this aggravation. In fact, I don't need your school. I'm out of here. Johnny, don't leave. Yeah, that was something that was pretty common back in the 80s and early 90s, where you would have celebrities going on TV and whatnot speaking out against drugs and alcohol and then it would be discovered afterwards that they themselves were friggin' hitting the drugs and the alcohol so <sighs> stop worshipping celebrities even today man stop treating celebrities like they're so above everybody the fact it just ugh, but whatever you worship who you want but I, I don't let any celebrity tell me what to think who to vote for none of this crap okay you're no better okay when you die you're gonna turn into dust and maggots just like everybody else so Shut up. And we then go to Belding's office where everything has been explained to him. And he says that he's proud of the decision that the group made. Belding then says that the shoot, that the anti-drug PSA shoot technically isn't off. As he says that he knows somebody at NBC who can help. And we then go to later where then legit chairman of NBC, Brandon Tartikoff. Yes, the legit president of the time. He's since passed on he died in 1997 so just a few years after this he's finishing shooting an anti-drug PSA with the Bayside gang Tartikoff then thanks Belding for changing his life and Belding explains that when uh, he and Tartikoff were young Tartikoff wanted to be a principal while Belding wanted to be in show business and it all changed when they both changed that chased after the same girl then in the ultimate suspension of disbelief moment. <laughs> well, well, at least for me, because I work in broadcasting and know that final projects are not completed anywhere and ready anywhere near as fast as this one was. The PSA is ready for viewing. Dumb. Stupid. Crazy. Dangerous. Stinks. <laughs> In one word, would I use dope? Nope. These kids are right. Drugs will hurt your mind, your body, and your life. Hi, I'm Brandon Tartikoff, chairman of NBC Entertainment. And I've got a hit idea for the new fall season. Don't do drugs. There's no hope with dope. Yep, an all-time classic anti-drug PSA that you know, as each student goes, well, Slater goes, stupid. And that, that's, a, that's an all-time classic little uh, scene. <sighs> but notice, though, if you go back and watch this, that the little scene that uh, the NBC chairman was filming, uh, was in the process of filming, was not included in the final cut. <laughs> Just saying, I notice things like this. I, I see as somebody who works in the in the in the industry in the broadcast film and film and television industry, I notice just little things like even in movies. You know, for example, if if a shot go, when a shot goes from one shot to another, but in the same scene, does it match up? Like for example, 
uh, Johnny Dakota. Wait a minute. A second ago, he was looking up, and then all of a sudden, he's looking to his left in the very next shot. I noticed shit like that because I've been in, I'm in the industry. Anyway, that was the end of that episode. As cringy as it was, a great classic episode. I love the Slater bits where he's just getting shot down and he's doing the little head thing with his dimples and the smile. It's just classic, classic, excellent, great episode. No hope with dope. Dope, of course, weed anyway, is totally legal now here in Canada. You can order it by mail. You can go to a store, well, a, a licensed weed cannabis store and buy it. For real, you can, for those who've been wondering how we do it. That's how you do it. So, yeah, I can order some right now and have it delivered uh, tomorrow. By the mail. By mail. All right, not by Federal Express, by Canada Post mail. So, just saying. <sighs> anyway, we then move on. Season 3, episode 22 of Saved by the Bell. Rockumentary. Also aired November 30th, 1991. And this, I love, I just want to get this out here out there first. I love this episode. This is, this is a classic, one of my favorites. It also has to be the absolute cringiest episode in the Saved by the Bell universe. And we'll get to why. Okay. <laughs> We start with a shot from a helicopter of a large event venue, like a an arena, like Madison Square Garden or something. And it's nighttime. And then we go to a shot of inside the arena, and it's a sold-out crowd of just tens of thousands of people. We then see Casey Kasem, the legend himself, interviewing Zach of the Zach Attack backstage before he goes on to perform. Zach heads out uh, down the hall after his little interview as fans, or there's some, also some, I guess some uh, VIP fans who had special backstage access. They're also backstage and they're going nuts as Zach is ready to hit the stage. And while he's walking down the hall, he's joined by Lisa, who will be on bass guitar. Kelly is lead singer. Slater, of course, will be on drums. And Pope Screech on keyboards. <laughs> Because Screech is dressed in a, in total clergyman gear, so there's no Jesse here for some reason. I maybe she was filming Showgirls, but yeah, Jesse was not in this episode. She was in the opening credits, the classic montage. She was there, but she wasn't in this episode. But I don't, then again, I, I, maybe she was filming Showgirls. But if not, what could she, what 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 could she have done? I mean, I guess she could have done the the little not the symbols, but the little. Ram, tam, what is that thing called that has the little itty bitty symbols on it? You know, you can hold it by hand. That thing. She could have done that or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah, anyway. Anyway, the group asks Screech why he's dressed as a clergyman and he says that he doesn't want to be recognized by the fans. And they tell him to get changed, which he does. And then the group puts their hands all in and they cheer friends forever. Before heading out on stage to begin their Friends Forever tour. And we then go back to Casey Kasem. Who takes us back to the beginning of the Zack Attack group. And we go back in time where the group is rehearsing in a garage. Zack is uh, his lead guitar. Once again, Lisa is on bass. Slater's on drums. Screech is on keyboard. And Kelly is... Uh, for lack of a better term. She's basically the eye candy. As she's walking around the finger quote stage singing and dancing singing what <laughs> singing this awful awful I hate the dubbed voice for Zach song God. 
You see, that song is, it's, for me, it's just so bad it's good. But, oh, seriously. Anyway, the group flat out lies to Zach and commends him for a well-written song. And they like the title, Friends Forever. But Screech says that nobody's ever going to hear them perform. Until Casey Kasem, who's hanging out in the garage, tells us that fate would soon be knocking at their door. Just then, a guy who introduces himself as Brian Fate (laughs) walks in and says that he heard the song as he was out jogging. And he says that he'd like to work with them. And they all get excited. And we move from there to the group performing at a small night. uh, Performing at various venues during this little montage. Uh, What were they performing? They were performing this. God, stop. That's what I was saying to myself as I was watching this episode for this recap. Just stop it, Zach. <laughs> I mean, the cringe for me in this episode is the, the dubbed-in voice for Zach singing. It's First, it's too obviously dubbed, and it's, it's awful. It, because it sounds too high for Mark Paul Goslar's voice. Like, Goslar... No. They're terrible. <laughs> Anyway, and it didn't help when Zach, during this montage, when Zach was doing his little, like, check out my sex appeal facials to the crowd. As we see the scenes just gradually change from the nightclub to larger venues. And and at one venue, a couple of female fans jumped on stage and they ripped Screech's clothes off. And even even Slater, like Slater got some, some singing parts in this song and... Even the the dubbed in voice for him was awful, but but he's but he's forgiven because Mario Lopez is a legit drummer, so therefore he looked cool performing because he wasn't some per, some clown who didn't know how to drum, so was just swinging the drumsticks for the sake of swinging the drumsticks. Mario Lopez was actually drumming to the beat of this actual song, so. He's forgiven. So, yeah. Also, during that montage, we saw a group, or we saw the group recording their single that a newspaper reported went galactic. <laughs> we then go to a press conference where one reporter asks Zach if he has a girlfriend, and he says no. The woman leading the press conference, whose name is Mindy, says that Zach is just waiting for the right person. And another reporter asks Lisa if the rumors are true that she and Screech are an item. And she says that that's a vicious lie. (laughs) I wonder who made that up. (laughs) Anyway, we then twirly wipe to later in the conference where Mindy, the woman leading it, asks Zach 
where he gets his inspiration from since he writes all of the songs. Little uh, hint right there of what's about to happen. Zach says that he gets inspiration from girls. And he just, as a matter of fact, has thought of a new song just right there. And it's called Mindy Mindy. Which, uh, again, happens to be the name of the woman leading the conference. Mindy gets flustered and ends the, the press conference. Zach and Mindy then compliment each other and walk off as the rest of the group seems to notice it. We then go to later at an award at the Rock Awards. Where we see a poor, a, a, a poor man's version of a Madonna and of my, of Madonna and Michael Jackson impersonators. I guess you, well, you don't want to be too perfect. You could probably get some copyright infringement against your ass. So, but it was obviously who they were trying to be. Was they were trying to be Madonna and Michael Jackson, and they announced that the winner for best song <laughs> is the Zack Attack. So yeah, they're they're one of their awful awful songs won the award for best song. The band then takes to the stage to accept the award. The winner, the Zack Attack, for did we ever have a chance? Thank you. We're all very excited. Hi, mom. I love America. There I go again. <laughs> thank you. I'd just like to thank my dad for giving me my first drum set. Thanks, dad. And I'd like to thank my dad for giving me electric trains when I was three. So much to me. I'd like to thank my mom and my dad, my grandmother, my hairstylist and manicurist, and I'd like to ask Michael to wait backstage for me. Thank you. I could have done this alone. I want to thank our manager, Brian Fate, and my favorite publicist, Mindy Wallitzer, and everyone for listening to my music. I mean our music. Thank you. Yeah, Zach music, man. <laughs> uh, just like the Beatles. Way to go, Yoko. Anyway, we then went to commercial after which we were at an after party for the Rock Awards where Mindy thanks Zach for the kind words uh, at the during the uh, acceptance speech and she gives him a little kiss. Meanwhile, Slater and Screech are in awe of their surroundings and... Uh, and they walk over to a group of women who freak out over Slater after passing right by Screech. So the opposite of what happened in the previous episode. <laughs> uh, the women then fawn all over Slater and ask him questions. And one of them asks him, his, what, is, what is his deepest, dark, darkest secret? And Screech says, yeah, tell him about that contagious blue fungus you have on your feet. <laughs> The women, surprise, surprise, get grossed out and quickly move on to Screech because Screech is friggin' awesome. <laughs> Lisa then shows up and she's excited to show Zach some designs she's come up with for the group, some uh, clothing designs. Zach likes what he sees, but Mindy shoots Lisa down and says that Bob Mackie is going to be designing the group's clothes now that they're in the big time. And Zach is just flabbergasted. You know, Bob Mackie, that's the... That's the dude who, who designs for Cher. All right. Lisa, however, gets upset. And she leaves and Zach feels bad for her. Mindy tells Zach to stick with her. And she's going to make him a star. And Zach asks, well, you know, what about the others? And Mindy says that Zach doesn't need the others. Because they're just backup singers. As Zach compliment, contemplates what he was just told. And things are... Going, getting worse. And we then go to later on where the band is in the, in the studio waiting for Zach to arrive. As Casey Kasem tells us that as Mindy and Zach have gotten closer, the Zach attack has drifted further apart. And the group is frustrated at Zach's tardiness. And he finally arrives with Mindy and he hands out sheets of music to each member. And the group asks, where, this, where, where did this song come from? And Zach says that he and Mindy wrote it. And Kelly's not happy. And neither is Slater. Because they both wrote a song together, which they claim is better. And they provide an example of their awful, awful song. Here we go. One, two, three. School is a bore when we're stuck indoors. Make it fun, put it out in the sun. 
Yes, thank you, Lisa. That was terrible. <laughs> that was awful. Anyway, Zach then lays down the law, thank God, and tells the group that he's the writer, so the group's just going to sing his songs. Deal with it. The group then begin to, to, well, they squabble a little until the studio manager calms them down, and it's time to check out Zach and Mindy's song. Here we go. One, two, three, four. Man, I wanted to wipe Slater's pissy little face off his head during that whole bit while he was just begrudgingly playing the drums. I mean, Zach and Mindy's song was a thousand times better than School is a Bore, despite the awful, awful dubbing for Zach's singing voice. Just saying. So anyway, during that little bit, we also saw newspaper headlines about how there's problems within the Zach attack. So we then go backstage... To the next Zack Attack, Zack Attack concert. And he shows up with Mindy. Demanding who talked to the papers. And Zack and everyone else in the group are wearing these. They're all wearing matching uh, black and white outfits. Total, totally 90s. Okay, it reminded me. It reminded me there's that uh, 90s boy. I, don't, well, I guess you can call them a boy band. Even though they weren't really boys. Color me bad. They're, they have that that music video. I want to sex you up, and I'm pretty. I'm almost. I don't know. Maybe or maybe it was Snow, that 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 pale face rapper Snow. Then again, there's a there's a dude in Color Me Bad who looks like Snow. Anyway, there was a, there was a singer back then, or maybe maybe it was Vanilla Vanilla Ice. I don't know. Oh, Vanilla Ice is going to appear in this episode, but they were wearing they all dressed looking like the same person. It was just weird. These black and it's weird. <sighs> anyway, if you want to, first of all, before I continue, if you want to fail miserably as a as a, as a musical group, wear this wear matching outfits because that that is that is the key to failure, in my opinion. There was up in Canada. As I'm still gonna let me just uh, highlight where I am here before I forget where I am. So here in Canada, we also have those shows like you know how there's American Idol. We have, well, we had, I don't even know, I don't think we have it anymore. We had Canadian Idol. There was also a reality music show where they were looking for the next girl band. And the winners were picked and they formed a group called, I think they were called Sugar Jones. I think. And their first single was like that. Do you remember when days were like that? Uh, the never knew in return you'd love back. Um, yeah, I'm, uh, trust me, I'm better than they were. But anyway, they appeared on this. On this, um, there was this dance live dance show. It was like there's there was a classic show from the '70s called Soul Train. Well, there was another show, but it's not on anymore here in Toronto. Broadcast all over Canada called called Electric Circus, and it aired on like Friday nights. And at one time it was all ages until the the producers and shit or and shit saw that all these high school students were showing up to be and strictly to be on camera, and they were not dancing; they were just there barely doing anything. So they finally made it adults only. So then you had better people show up actually dancing. So anyway, this this Electric Circus show that Sugar Jones girl group showed up to perform their Remember When Days Were Like That song. And they were all dressed in matching gear. Everything matched. They were wearing blue jeans and then these little cut-off black top things. And they looked 
they looked they looked stupid. Okay, they looked stupid, and they went nowhere after that. And I I personally blamed that appearance on Electric Circus when they wore the matching outfits. So do not wear matching outfits. Okay, if you're if you're a boy band or a girl band or a band in general, do not wear matching outfits. It's the it's you're gonna fail. Ah, <sighs> happy to get that out. So anyway. So during the their Zach and Mindy song, we saw the newspaper headlines about how there's problems within the Zach attack. And we then go backstage to the next Zach attack concert and Zach and Mindy show up and Zach demands to know who talked to the papers. Slater, Lisa and Kelly deny that it was them and then Screech comes clean and he says that he was offered a free trip to Disneyland in order to tell his story. <laughs> Zach says that Mindy is the best thing that has ever happened to him. And the rest of the group tell him that he's changed. And he asks them if they really think he's ego-driven and self-centered. And they, in, without actually telling him yes, they pretty much say yes. And Zach then says that there's only one thing left for him to do. And he walks out. He tells the group to see how well they do without him. And they're only five minutes away from going on stage to perform. And then we get a commercial. And after the break... Casey Kasem is back at the garage where the Zack attack was formed, and he tells us about what happened next. This garage, which gave birth to so many hopes and dreams, is empty now. After the breakup, each member went their own separate way. Screech searched far and wide for the meaning of life, finally seeking the wisdom of the high geek. <laughs> Hi, hi, Geek. Hi. I'm feeling low. Tell me the secret of happiness. Happiness? Well, that's easy. Marry a cheerleader and live at the beach. Cheerleaders don't like me, and I peel. Here, take this retainer. It'll bring you good luck. Thanks. Slater didn't know where he was going, but he knew he had to get there fast. Mindy kept her word. Zack was a star, but not the kind of star he wanted to be. What's the problem? They loved you. They absolutely loved you. Mindy, look at me. I look like Mr. Madonna. Maybe a macho Madonna. It isn't me. It doesn't matter. It's what sells. No, 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 no. It does matter to me. You couldn't even hear a word I sang. Who cares? Did you see the smoke, the lights, the lasers? How could I? I was blinded by them. Hello? Yes. Yes. Oh, no. Yeah, I'll be, I'll, I'll be right there. Whoa, where are you going? We have to leave for London. Look, Mindy, I have to go to the hospital. Slater's been hurt. <sighs> Zach, I'm sorry, but I'm sure the doctors could take care of him. Look, I have to. He's my friend. No, you can't. You walk out that door, you are throwing everything away. I already have. Goodbye, Mindy. Oh, my God. More cringe here. Good God. Like, Zach was a friggin'... He was just radiating cringe in this whole episode from the god-awful dubbed-in voice to this total vanilla ice stunt double look here (laughs) oh my god but this scene did remind me of the brady the classic brady bunch johnny bravo episode which uh, i have the entire brady bunch on dvd box set maybe one day i'll do brady buddy but that's like nine seasons bloody hell but yeah anyway yeah, I remember that episode of Johnny Bravo. The producers didn't care how Greg Brady sounded. It was all about <laughs> he fit the suit. And Zach, clearly here, he fit the suit. And Mindy was talking about, you know, who cares if nobody was able to hear you? Did you see the lights and and then the and the smoke and all that stuff? It's like Zach is like, come on, man, nobody heard my my god awful dubbed in voice. Anyway, we then go to the hospital where Kelly's dressed as a nun. She's at Slater's bedside 
Lisa then arrives, and as she has become an American gladiator, only they call it U.S. gladiators in the show. And Kelly tells Lisa that she's not actually a nun, she's an actress on Santa Barbara. Screech then arrives in total geek gear with a cheerleader on his arm. And she performs a quick cheer for Slater until Lisa tells her to piss off and leave, which she does. Zack then arrives and he's still looking like a complete vanilla ass. <laughs> like, forget about vanilla ice. He is like, talk about gimmick infringement. Bloody hell. Oh, it's too bad he didn't walk into someone's fist. Oh, he looked stupid. Anyway, Zack apologizes for his behavior and the group forgives him and they start a small friends. Friends. Friends chant. And we then go back to present day with Casey Kasem and the Zack Attack reunion concert. And Casey tells us that Friends Forever is a nice idea. And the group performs the Friends Forever song on stage. And and I've, I've got to say, as much as I rip on Slater, and, and it's totally not out of jealousy because of his muscles and his, his talents and the fact that he looks better now 30 plus late, years later. It's the fact that he kept, he kept, Slater, Mario Lopez, Slater kept the band performances in this episode from being totally unwatchable. Because the way I see it, he gave them credibility because Mario Lopez is a legit drummer. So he actually looked like he was playing the drums to the songs. Like, as I said before, he didn't look like some random clown who did never play the drums out of life or, or in, in their lives, just playing air drums. He was actually drumming to the, beat of this in the song so credit to him as much as i like to rip on him credit to slater for making zach attack watchable as much as it can possibly be watchable well not not so much watchable but listenable good that oh god i mean ugh. god zach sounds like a god-awful version of timberlake so anyway after the song that the, the concert we fade into Zach asleep in his garage as the rest of the group show up to rehearse for their first paying gig which is at a bar mitzvah so the whole Zach attack thing was one big cringy nightmare <laughs> oh, that's right I said nightmare <laughs> but anyway I still love this episode it's, a, it's one of my favorites it's a class it's one of those so bad I love it like it's it's like laugh my ass off cringe not like oh i can't watch this cringe it's just like laugh yeah so still a great episode we get the credits classic two classic episodes mario lopez was the star of each of them he saved the zach attack from being unwatchable and the stuff where he's just doing the little head thing and smiling as women are ignoring him i just love those bits so anyway that was bayside buddy episode 28 Join me next week as we get closer to finishing off Season 3 as we check out Season 3, Episodes 23 and 24 entitled Cut Day and A Home for Christmas Part 1. Follow me on Instagram at twi- and Twitter at IamNairby, Twitch, NairbyDo. Go to SerialGrapeTees.com for more episodes of Bayside Buddy as well as episodes of Degrassi Buddy, the old school Degrassi podcast. If you're a fan of the Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High, go check it out. As a recap, those there's 25 of those recipes with videos and more coming in the future. I'm working on animations and stuff for cartoons for silly stuff. I'm going to make fun of everybody because everybody deserves to make be made fun of. I don't care what any of these blue check marks say. Cancel me, you clowns. Why can't you just cancel Zach's dub voice? Anyway, this has been Nairby, Bayside Buddy, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>